welcome in. Oh, man, the Honolulu Blues, we're back. Season 625, episode 412, I believe, is where we're at. It right seems here. like that. Um, I am the substitute host today, Nick, uh, and per usual here, we got Julius as well. Our beloved Adam is dealing with nine to five life, that new job life, and we all know how that goes. So uh, good to be back. Uh, good to have all you guys listening. Julius, what is up, my man? How has life been for you? You know, life been busy as normal. Spring is upon us in Texas, which means it's like, it's like 90, 95 degrees on a daily basis. Every few days, got to worry about a tornado or a thunderstorm. But all is well. All is well, my friend. <clears throat> Shout out to Adam, um, learning what life is all about as he tries to make capital gain. <laughs> Join the club, man. <laughs> it makes me think of like the Sum 41 song back in the day where it's like, I don't want to conform. I don't want to work for the man. But ultimately, unless you're a TikTok star, you're going to be working for the man. And yeah. I don't see any of us being a TikTok star, unfortunately. Uh, but let's jump into our show. I want to start off the show. Actually, we go from something smiley to a little somber. Um, it has been a little bit, a couple days since, but it's the first episode we've done since. So I just want to, um, you know, I just want to put out prayers to all the, the Haskins family out there. Dwayne Haskins was tragically... Um, you know, he tragically lost his life, I'll say. It was this weekend or, or late last week. And it's extremely sad. And he, though he never played for the Lions, many of us who watch the show and listen to the show are Michigan fans or Michigan State fans and have watched our teams or maybe even Ohio State fans and have watched our teams with or against Dwayne Haskins. Um, it's It was tragic. His career didn't go unfold the way that he hoped it would, but he was still very young and had a lot of life ahead of him, not just football, but life ahead of him. A brand new, uh, a newborn and just just tough, t really tough loss. So, you know, really tough. Anything, Julius, to say on that? Should we, should we mosey on? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty hard. Anytime a young person, you know, perishes, lose their life way too young, it doesn't have anything to do with football. It doesn't have anything to do with your profession, my profession. This is just a young human being that lost his life prematurely, and it's very sad to see prayers out to his family. Amen. And we'll move on to something else that's also quite sad, and that is the Detroit Tigers right now, who are 2-4, and four, seem to be getting these the first win in the series. Right? We got our first win against the White Sox on opening day. We lose the next two. Then we, I go to the game, right, and I will them personally. I feel like I will them uh, to a victory on Monday against the Red Sox. Great opening day or opening game of the series. We lose game two, and then today we're down nine to one, getting our butts smoked, and we come back nine to seven. We still fall short. We're two and four. Julius, I gotta know real quick. Do you have any? Any takes on the Tigers? Six games into a hundred sixty-two game season, and. What do you think the final record's going to be for them or near-ish? The Tigers, like, okay, baseball, I always got to remind myself how many games they play, they actually play because this is really equivalent to, like, the Lions playing a quarter or the Pistons playing a game. So I have to put it in that perspective, what six games into the season, a week into the season means. But so far, I can already tell what the problem is with the Tigers. And that looks, it seems to be that our bullpen is the weakest link of our team, which has been for the last eight seasons. So what's new? I really hope um, 
you know, I, I can't wait to see Riley Green out there. I'm happy Torque is hitting now. I, I really am because I was getting a little worried. You know, people like, oh, you weren't worried four games. No, I was a little worried because, you know, I just want to see a hit. Just like for Dan Campbell, I wanted to see a win after 11 games. You know, it's just certain things I like to see just so I can move on in life. And Torkerson getting a hit was definitely one of those things. So shout out to Torque. Um, I like our, our, I still like our starting pitching. <clears throat> I like what Javi Baez is showing us, uh, looking like we didn't waste our money on him, even though, you know, these little injury, little uh, notes and stuff. It's kind of young in the season to be getting those, but I still like what I've seen from Javi, like what I've seen from Torque. I miss Riley Green. Uh, I love Miggy. It's nothing he can do wrong. I can't wait for him to hit 3,000. We need a bullpen. And uh, honestly, if things keep going the way they're going, if even if we get healthy and get Riley Green back, I see us being a 500 team with the bullpen we have right now. It's very true. And that's a fair and honest um, you know, assessment of them. It is early. And Torgelson was super scary. And I was saying, oh, he had 16 at-bats, four walks, no hits. And I like the four walks, but he kept trying to show this patience that you you basically almost show that you when you've earned it umps aren't going to give you these close calls when you're a rookie you're just not going to get that he had to learn how to take that bat off of his shoulder finally got that hit good bloop scored in it he felt great got his first dinger today on a two-run bomb like it's good you're 100 right great to see that badu he's looking terrible right now riley green going to be taking his spot which is sad to see when he comes back Ultimately, our ace, Eduardo Rodriguez, has looked terrible for the first two outings. Um, luckily, I mean, we're just a young team. And this year, I may have been hyping them up a lot, but realistically, we're just shooting for 500. I still believe we can win the division. I believe we can make the playoffs, and we just need to rally some wins together. We are a young team. We got to get our feet under us. It's it's like, okay, ooh, this is baseball. You know what I mean? This is the major. Yeah, this yeah. is the league here. This is the pros. This is the show. Let's settle down. Casey Mize, Scooble, um, Manning, you know, Torkelson, Riley, when it comes up, all these kids are just young. It, hopefully it comes all together. But right now I'm thinking 500 is where we'll end up being. I was predicting 90 plus wins right now. I'm really shooting for like 85, 86 wins. A little over 500 would be would be nice. But let's talk about other Detroit teams real quick. Red Wings, Pistons, both wrapped up their season. Neither of them. The really the way that we hoped that was going to go. The Wings did do a little bit better than we all assumed. The Pistons did terribly worse, than I thought, than what I was predicting. I really did think Cade was going to be so impactful. We should be winning games, at least getting into the play-in. Like, all you got to be is part of the top 10 to get into the play-in, and we couldn't even do that. Finished with the, the tie for the best odds to get the number one draft pick next year, which is great. Red Wings finished right in the middle of the pack, but showed a lot of promise. Um, do you have any grades on either of these two teams and their season that we just saw? Uh, the Red Wings, I'll start with them because the emergence of Morris Sider and Lucas Raymond, the actual superstar emergence of those guys were, was totally unpredicted, was totally unpredicted. I was hoping Morris Sider was as good as he was in uh, the, the Sweden Hockey League before he came in, and he was even better. And Lucas Raymond just totally stunned me. Add that on to the pieces we already got in the pipeline and the cap that Stevie Y is working with. I expect the Red Wings to be a playoff team next year. I really do. And I give their season grade this year a B plus. And as far as the Pistons, real quick, 
I have no qualms about the Pistons other than the fact I don't think Dwayne Casey is the guy. By the way, I don't think the Red Wings manager is the, uh, coach is the guy either. What's his name? Dave Blasher? Jeff Blasher. Jeff Blasher. Sorry. Get him mixed up. He's not the guy either. He's been there for the whole rebuild, just like Dwayne Casey in Detroit. I just think that's what those guys' roles were as our head coach, were to bridge us to the next era, and, and they did that. Now we need to go find the head coach for both teams that's going to solidify our youth movement and take us to the next level. Just like we hope Dan Campbell is doing with the Lions, but I give the Pistons also a B plus because we also found a superstar in Cade Cunningham, and Sadiq Bay is going to be a nice piece. We got some great cap coming up, some dead cap falling off. It's time for Troy Reaver to prove his worth for real, for real this offseason. I agree. He's stacked up so many good picks now. Killian, we we all don't like Killian, but he is. He's like 19 years old. Like he's still so young. And it is okay. Promise. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. Sadiq Bay, a mid first round draft pick, just, I believe, broke the Pistons franchise record for most threes in an entire season. His kid's in his second or third year. Like they're, they're, they're on the up and up. I'm giving their grade, though, a C minus because I had higher expectations for them and they fell lower. I'm giving the Red Wings an A minus because I had very low expectations. Where the Pistons fell is what I expected for the Wings. They were at least competitive for the first half of the season, and all their games were extremely fun to watch. Uh, the Pistons started to get fun towards the end of the season, very similar to last year, which, again, scares me going into next year because I still think we're going to have to have another year for this new rookie to get his feet under him. It'll be interesting, but maybe not. Maybe him bouncing with K, it'll be good. Hopefully, do you have a, any opinions on who you want as the the draft pick? Is it? Yeah, I, I love know. the Duke boy. I can't I remember like Montero, is, I think his name is, but yeah, I feel like the the Pistons draft coming up. This is a very NFL draft type NBA draft this year, in which there's no clear cut, and I don't like that because the Pistons, when you know, it'd be just our luck that that this is the we can't add another superstar to Cade or we don't know which superstar it is. But right now I'm itching towards the kid from Gonzaga just because he's such a, a specimen, you know, a specimen that I think can develop in something special. But I, I honestly don't know. It's like eight guys you could probably take at number one. It's 100% true. I almost don't want the number one pick. I'd rather like trade let's it. just get three or four and maybe let someone else make a mistake. I don't know. Trade it for Dame Lillard. And then we talk in business. Dang, they're trying to trade for Jakeem Grant, dude. A, that's that's crazy switch. I don't mind that. Real quick shout out to Julius's jersey. Can we give that a shout out real quick? Repping. What do we got on, Julius? Tell the crew. We're repping the cornerstone himself, Panay Sewell, my man, number 58, the one of the best tackles in the league. I'm glad he's on the Detroit Lions. And Thank I got his jersey. I, his jersey was sold out damn near the whole season that's how much people love the guy and he's a uh, he's an offensive tackle this is not a receiver or a running back this guy jersey was sold out finally it's the offseason stuff cooled down i was able to score a blue one shout out to the panay it's, it's weird too because immediately when he put it on i assume he started doing like the honolulu dance you know it would be bad to add his brother in the draft but we could talk about that <laughs> dude just get the whole pipeline of sewers coming out i'm all right with sure. that Leads us to another Oregon Duck. We'll end the news and notes on this one. Kayvon Thibodeau came out to Detroit to visit with the Lions. While he was here, he posted a social media post asking what food is good in Detroit, where to go. I'll jump out by starting with my favorite place I would have recommended, which is almost any Coney Island. You come to Detroit, you got to hit up a Coney Island. There's one specifically that I love, which is on Jefferson Ave, right by 
um, like, uh, what's the beer company? St. And not St. Andrews. Uh, I can't remember what the, um, oh my gosh. There's a little bar, a little dive of the whole bar <laughs> called Andrews right next to this brewery that I can't remember. That's super famous. And I just am drawing a huge blank. Great Coney called Detroit One. Uh, best Coney dogs there are. Best breakfast around. Um, Jack White was just in town to do the opening day um, national anthem for the Tigers. He went to a Coney Island, was here. He believe he went to Dooley's um, in Detroit, right in Corktown. Great. You got to go to Coney Island for me. Got to get a Coney dog if you're in Detroit. Julius, where are you going? Hey, man, I'm right there with you. I did a lot of thought about this because, you know, Detroit's my hometown, too. I grew up. And my earliest memory of food is actually Coney Island food. Like, that's my first memory of my father being inside of a Coney Island in Detroit eating Coney Island food. That's my first memory of food in life. So how can I not choose Coney Island? And I'm a, I also have a, a few favorites, but I'm going to shout out the great city of Warren, which I happen to spend my teenage years in, and the south side of Warren where I grew up. South side, Coney Island and Grill, they make the best. They got the best mushroom omelets, and they got some of the best chili cheese fries in all of Southeast Michigan. Put that on my mama. Put that on my daddy. Check out Southside Grill. It's on Nine Mile and Warner. Check it out. Damn, that's pretty close to me. I might have to go check that out tomorrow <laughs> for dinner. For all, baby. Sure. Southside, check out. breakfast, get that mushroom omelet. Okay, I see. Do it. Do it. Do it. cheese fries for breakfast, baby. Hey, they, got peculiar, they got some peculiar opinions about the lions in there, too. You'll, you'll enjoy those people. Great people. Oh, man, I'll never leave. I'll never leave. <laughs> that sounds great. A few other shout outs. I love Royale with cheese in Detroit. Great burger place. Fondue cheese. Great place. And then uh, Detroit Burger Bar. Always a good place to go. Let's move on from news and notes and food because now I'm really hungry. So let's just get away from that. Julius has probably already got his snack ready to go over there. Oh, yeah. What's up, Joe Weed? Combos. Uh, let's move on to uh, see. What is it? What do you got? With combos? Combos on deck. I have Pepperoni to. pizza or cheese? Uh, it's the cheddar cheese, actually. It was the only thing in a vending machine at work. Uh, man, I, combos are the elite snack for at work, bro. You can get like, w dude, they last forever. Wait. Rather than chips, yep. you just scarf down. Like combos, you just take one at a time. They're great, dude. Sure. Let's move on. Dan Campbell had some words about the quarterback. Nothing too crazy, but something I felt like we needed to kind of dive into just to, I don't know, kind of pick apart a little bit, kind of read between the lines and see. I'll read this whole quote. Uh, it seems like he was filibustering out there when he was asked about the quarterback position. He could not give just a, yes, we love Jared Goff, I'm out the door kind of answer. This is what he said. Look, I like Goff. I like where he's at. I thought he finished strong last year. I'm glad we've got him this year. And I like the prospects in this draft too. I do. And he went later on to say, now, if the right guy is sitting there at the right pick at quarterback, then let's do it. But again, we like Goff. I like where he's at. He's finished strong. Keep adding pieces. And then whenever that is to add a quarterback, is if it's next year, if it's the year after, is it two years from now, three years from now, and the right guy is sitting there, then you figure it out. A way to get that guy – Or okay, I'm sorry. Then you figure out a way to get that guy when it's the right guy. So if you followed any of that, basically for two times, he says he likes Jared Goff and he likes where he's at now. But he's definitely understanding that you're going to have to improve is the way I'm reading this. He, he says, now, if the right guy is sitting there at quarterback, then let's do it. You wouldn't say that if you have Justin Herbert on your team, right? You don't say that if you just gave Derek Carr 
a three-year extension with the rate with which the Raiders just did. Okay, you don't say that with Pat Mahomes. You just don't say that with Dak Prescott, right? There, there's very few quarterbacks in this league right now that's on your team where you would say, if the guy, right guy's there, then I'm going to take it. So to me, what that's saying is, as much as they like Goff, not drafting a quarterback is out of the question, or is not out of the question. Drafting a quarterback is not out of the question. There's something going on. Now, Now my hope is that maybe, like, because obviously I do want Malik Willis. Um, I like him there. Um, but, uh, uh, like, realistically, I don't think that's actually going to happen. I don't think the Lions are drafting Malik Willis. In fact, I'm not even sure if they brought him out for a pre-draft interview. I'm sure they did, but I didn't see it. Regardless, what this might also sound like is smoke, is making Seattle sweat, making Atlanta sweat. Maybe the Giants want Malik Willis with one of their top two picks, and they're sweating. You know what I mean? The Steelers back at 20, the Saints, who have two picks, all these teams might be sweating now because Dan Campbell likes golf, but is open to taking the quarterback position in the draft this year, next year, the following year, whenever that situation may, you know, approve. I can't think of the word, like give itself up. So I am very intrigued by this. And again, this you have to read between the lines to be intrigued. Some could just read this and say, blah, 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 whatever. He likes the quarterback, but he's open for another quarterback. But that's not something you say if you have your franchise quarterback. Now, he did filibuster, and he word vomited quite a lot throughout the entire <laughs> throughout the entire thing. But I also think maybe that's because he didn't have a direct answer. So I don't know. I, I also just filibustered and decided to word vomit there during that <laughs> uh, segment. Julius, save me and tell me what you think about Dan Campbell talking about this quarterback at a draft. I mean, it's simple. He killed two birds with one stone. He popped smoke, popped the quarterback smoke canister out on the rest of the first round of the draft. And he also didn't long-term commit to Jared Goff because who would do that? Who in their right mind would do that? How, how could Dan Campbell, being the man that he is, that we know him to be, get on the microphone and tell fans and or journalists that Jared Goff Oh, we ain't drafting no quarterback. Jared Goff is the guy for the next, you know, we're we're winning the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. He's if he went on Twitter, they'd be like, yeah, because he beat Arizona. And it's like, uh, that's exactly. not. And this is not happening. I mean, he's not Matthew Stafford. Like you said, he's not Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. None of the guys that he, their coaches wouldn't dare use this kind of word salad, as Joey uh, alluded to. To, 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 pop, to pop NFL draft smoke. And that's exactly what this is. He's not committing to golf. He's keeping it open to a quarterback. That still doesn't mean squat at two, though. That's the thing. That's the thing about it. That's why it's two birds with one stone, because they could very well take Aiden Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker or Trey back or do it just about anything other than take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett at two. So, you and know, I still- have no issue with none of the words he said. All of the words he said. <laughs> All the whole dictionary, I'm pretty sure, came out of his mouth during that press conference. Um And it also does, like you said, that's a great way to point out, like we have fixated because it seems like it's pretty improbable that the Lions draft a quarterback outside of the number two pick, right? To me, it seems like that's just probably not going to happen. So we've we've almost fixated our mind on if we're getting a quarterback, it is number two, right? It could be 30. It could be Matt Coral. It could be Kenny Pickett at 32 if he falls. Desmond Ritter. 
a Desmond Ritter easily. At 32, 34, you're exactly right. It's psychological warfare. People are not even mocking quarterbacks at two at 32 and 34 to the Lions anymore, right. which is malarkey. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic. Desmond Ritter. I don't even know. That would be interesting if we decided to draft Ritter or Ritter Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell. You know, what I mean, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are fringy. We'll see how it goes. I always loved Sam Howell. I'm still kind of okay with that guy, honestly. Um, but we'll move on. We got a few segments here. It's gonna be the, not the longest show, but let's talk about Mel Kiper. Okay, a lot of the times Mel Kiper gets brought up and people start bashing him, and I feel we might do the same right now. Uh, but maybe not. Maybe maybe Julius likes this. I'm not the biggest fan. Mel Kuyper's latest draft pick, latest draft mock draft, had the Lions drafting three players, right? 102, 132, and 234. First, at the second overall pick, he had the Lions taking cornerback out of Cincinnati, Sauce Gardner, which would be our second cornerback in the top three in the last three years or four years, whatever it is, three years, I believe. Then he goes down to the last pick in the first round, our 32nd pick. Safety, Lewis Kine out of Georgia. So secondary, secondary, cornerback safety. Mel Kuyper saying, we need to attack it. He has no faith in Okuda coming back. He has no faith in the Jerry Jacobs the, of the world, the, the, the Izzy's of the world, um, all those cornerbacks, A.J. Parker. Get Sauce, get Lewis Kine. And then rounding out our three picks, he has us drafting the defense lineman that won't even probably play in his first year. David Ajabo, which I don't mind because maybe that gets him on path for us and our rebuild for, for the following year, not this upcoming year. But again, man, the Lions need as much help as they can. And drafting someone who is not going to play this first year and losing one of his four years in his rookie contract deal because of that, I, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. And I get Ojabo could be great when he gets healthy and comes back. But honestly, I'm looking for the Lions to make the playoffs this year. And, and Ojabo is going to help me less than Malik Willis is going to help me getting to the playoffs, drafting him this year. So I, I'm, I'm not on board with him at 34. Give him to me at the 66 pick, maybe. We'll talk about it. But I don't even want to talk about that. He has us drafting Sauce Gardner second overall. Julius, I have to know what you think about drafting a cornerback with the number two. Not a quarterback, a cornerback. What do you say? My Facebook comment re just just now perfectly describes what I think about Mel Kuyper. <laughs> Mocking a cornerback and a safety to the two first picks of the Lions. Put down the weed, Mel. It's getting to your head. You're getting too old. Your memory is lapsing. Your judgment is lapsing. If the Lions take Sauce Gardner at two, I have no quips about Sauce Gardner at all. I, no, he great cornerback. Elite yeah. cornerback in the next few seasons in the NFL, for all I'm concerned. He could very well easily be a bust. Um, I haven't scouted him well enough to make a, a, a sound judgment. That 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 right, we shouldn't, he shouldn't be at, at pick two. There's no way. If we trade down to 11, then we could talk about it. You know, we could discuss it as a family. But there's no way that we're about to Jeff Okuda this pick in the second offseason of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. It's just not happening. And then to, and then to double down and take a, 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 a day three borderline prospect at, the, <clears throat> at 32? No. Put down, put, put it down, Mel. Put it down. Put it down, Mel. We don't want – he, he must be living in Michigan, man, because apparently that's legal out there. No. Um, <laughs> he – is crazy dude you and like you said sauce gardener 
he is a top-notch cornerback. He really, really should be. Tall, lengthy, fast, muscular. Like, he's great. Great cornerback. But and if Adam was here, this is exactly what Adam would say. Adam would say, that sounds like a Bob Quinn, smartest man in the in the in the you know draft room type of pick. Don't give that. We don't Brad Holmes is better than that. Brad Holmes has found diamonds in the rough at the cornerback position multiple times in year one on a skeleton crew team. He found guys that can perform and take shoulder the the you know the weight that comes with being a cornerback in the NFL with a crappy defensive line and no help right there right and the worst safety so to to think that we would then need to add a a superstar cornerback when we have Amanio we have Okuda coming back and we did just draft Izzy last Iffy last year um this is crazy and then he he doubles that so at that point why are we going safety like if you're going to do that Let's get us what we need, which is an edge this year, not an edge for next year. We'll get an edge next year, next year. This year, I'm trying to get an edge this year. I agree. And Ojabo's not going to do that. What, like, what was he thinking? Like, what, so what are your thoughts on Ojabo at 34? Like, this draft you, is are you okay with that? Because the Michigan fan, or no, I'm not okay with that. Because first, you give us. It's the first two picks. Look at the first two picks. The first two picks you've given us massive uncertainty because even if one or both of the of, of Lewis Sign and Sauce Gardner turn out to be good, it's going to take a few years because they're playing the hardest positions in the NFL. And then in the third round, uh, with the third pick, you give us a player that's not going to play not in this season. <laughs> torn, is, torn is Achilles. Guess dude. what? Guess what? If the Lions do what I, you and I, and many other Lions fans hope they do, and add players that can help us, hopefully quicker than that, then Mel Kuyper is going to give us an F. Be prepared yeah. to get an F grade if we uh, draft Aiden Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker, and then turn around in thirty-two and get a quarterback or a receiver, and then turn around in thirty-four and get a get Kobe Dean or impact linebacker. He's going to give us an F. Because those players are going to help us right away. Sorry, Mel. Sorry. Things I trust more than Mel Kuyper's draft grade after the draft. Three-week-old milk. Um, <laughs> left out in the sun, steak for four months. Um, anything, literally. Because I just anything. would care less about Mel Kuyper's draft grade. Um, I also care less about his mock drafts. But I did just want to get our thoughts on it. I do want to pick your brain for one more thing about this. If Ojabo gets drafted 32nd overall, now well, we don't want him at 34. Why would you want him at 32? Well, if he gets drafted 32nd overall, he has five years on our contract, right? And we we so we're, so yes, we're missing on his first year, but we still have four more years of him, as opposed to getting him in the second round. We have four years missing the first year. You have three left with him. It seems like a waste to me. With that extra year, getting him that late in the first round, and then just redshirting him his first year, is that something you're interested in, or would you be pretty upset if that happened with those first three picks i don't want to take david ajabo i'm saying both yeah just any anywhere past that point in the third in, in the second round and uh in the third round with one of those third round picks go ahead you know I'm right saying? that's value i love it but in fact three, i'm even okay with trading both of our third round picks to jump back up into the mid to late second cool round and get them there I'm that cool will be you. okay with me yep because cool he, he, would, he, he probably would be better than both of those third rounders, to be all honest. He's that good. I mm -hmm. just don't know if he's that good to be an early second round 
and lose exactly. a year on him for that purpose. Exactly. It's kind of it's kind of splitting hairs, but the one though that one thirty two and that two thirty four, two value for for injured. They're players. vital for our for the our you know. That's our livelihood as a fan as a franchise. Not even one point two. It's that one thirty two and two thirty four. That is Very true. That's our livelihood. Yes, that's so true because that one hundred two should be a plug and play, but that one thirty two and one thirty or two thirty four, those are hopeful. You got to hit. Plays. You got to hit on one or both. Yep, absolutely. As, and and Brad Holmes can do it, right? He's the man. He can do it. Even mm-hmm. though I don't know about a second round pick last year, I'm still wondering <laughs> about that. But whatever. Let's move on. Let's have some fun. Get your phone ready because the GMs are a buzzing. They're calling us. We're going to pretend we are Brad Holmes in the war room, and we're going to phone some trade calls. So let's just jump right into it. I wish we had, like, a cool, like, segue, like, sound, like music had a soundboard be like, dun 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 you know what I mean, get to the draft. And anyways, we're in the war room. So then we're in the war room. Um, first phone call comes, right? Jets general manager. I wish I knew who that was. I don't. But anyways, he's calling. We answer, and he says, listen, Brad, 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 you got the second overall pick, and Aiden Hutchinson is still there because the Jags just drafted Evan Neal. We want Aiden Hutchinson as the Jets. And they say, we'll give you our fourth pick in the first round and the 10th pick in the first round. All you got to do is give us the second pick overall and your third round, your first third round pick, the 66th overall pick. So... 104 and 110 from the Jets for 102 and 366 from the Lions. Julius, you're going to be leading us away on all of these. You're Brad Holmes, and I'll uh, be your advisor. What do you think? So there's only one scenario where I don't immediately say yes and hang up the phone. And that is if Aiden Hutchinson is on the board, right? If the Jacksonville Jaguars take an offensive tackle, it would really hurt my heart so bad that we just got a trade offer of this magnificence from the New York Jets because I have to accept this offer. I have to because it makes our franchise better. (laughs) (laughs) Two first, two top 10 picks for the number two pick. I don't care if Aiden Hutchinson is next, J.J. Watt. I trust Brad Holmes to hit on one or both of those. To add to the 32 and 34, I can't say no. It'd be four picks in the top 34 picks. I can't say no. Very depth draft. Um, but Aiden Hutchinson on the board. All right. So you're smashing. You're saying if yes. Aiden Hutchinson is off the board. I'm saying yes. Aiden Hutchinson is not off the board. He Evan Neal was drafted first, and now Aiden Hutchinson at second. Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, my gosh. Hey. I was just lagging. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We're back. We're back live. Technical difficulties. I was like, no, this is the best segment. How did we just freeze for this? This never happened. But what was the last thing I said? <laughs> so Evan Neal was drafted first. Aiden Hutchinson is still on the board. So do you accept it or do you not accept it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if Aiden Hutchinson is still on the board, I pause and I cry and then I say yes and hang up the phone because I'm saying yes to this deal no matter what. Sounds good. I'm going to advise 
that we probably should do it as well because getting those two top 10 picks are vital. We we can get Sauce Gardner. Now we can talk about getting Sauce Gardner and really bolstering that cornerback position. And we can talk about getting Kyle Hamilton and we can get those two cornerbacks. We'll, we'll, we'll make Mel Kuyper the happiest guy in the world. And then we can still go draft Boy Mayfe, um <laughs> at 32 and and freaking John Dodson or Christian Watson at 34. We can get Garrett Wilson at 10. We can get Drake London at 10. You know what I mean? Jameson Williams. So there's a ton of things you could do with that. I do like Aiden Hutchinson, but I'm also smashing except let's go to the next phone call. Um, we have a phone call from Houston's new general manager. Houston's offering us a very similar trade, but not two top 10 picks, two top 15 picks. They say, we'll give you the third overall pick and the 13th overall pick in the first round. And you give us the second overall pick and the 66th overall pick in your th- in the third round. Do you say yes? Do you say no? Julius, go. Houston Texans are asking me to move down one spot and they give me an extra top 15 first round pick and I just have to give up a middling third round. One of two third rounds, yes. To me, this trade scenario is better than the Jets. <laughs> and of course I say yes. If I'm Brad Holmes, if Brad if I Brad Holmes it'd it take a lot for me not to show my gratitude to Houston over the phone. Just, just, just make them feel like this is fair on both sides and, and just say yes and hang up and not be giddy on the phone. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm going to advise with you though. We fall back three picks um, from the 10th to the 13th. Uh, we just moved so far up from our third round pick to this pick, moving back one pick so they can get Aiden Hutchinson, who is on the board for all of these trades, by the way, and they can go get Aiden Hutchinson. We're sitting there still getting whoever we thought we would get if Aiden went first, right? So we're still getting Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, Malik Willis, you know what I mean? Whoever it is that we're that we're wanting. So I'm also right on board with you. Smash this one as well. Let's go on. Apparently, we don't want this pick. Let's see what call three brings us. It's a uh, shit. Man, I can never remember these GM's names. Who's Philly's GM? Howie Roseman, right? It is Howie. Yes, it Boom. is. Boom. Just yeah. came to me a little bit. All right. Howie Roseman's calling. Hey, Brad, Brad, Brad. Tough season last year. But listen, listen, Linda, I can help. I can help. You give us that second overall pick. We're going to give you the 15th, the 18th first round picks this year. Next year's first round pick. And 2024 second round pick. That is two first round picks this year. That is a first round pick next year. And that is a second round pick in 2024. You'll have grandkids by then, Brad. All you got to do is give me the second overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson and the 66 pick third round. What do you say, Brad? This is also contingent on Aiden Hutchison. For me, he is on the board, brother. If Aiden Hutchison is on the board, he's on the board and he wants to come to Detroit. Okay, see, look, Philadelphia, the Eagles could be a good team next year. They could be a bad team next year. I don't know. The 15th and 18th pick, we could hit on those. Brad Holmes could hit on one or both of those. Or Brad Holmes could hit on neither because that's so deep in the first round that you start playing with these super lads, lads, and you know, you 
you just don't know. And so that is too many question marks for me if Aiden on the board. I'm taking Aiden. I'm saying no to Philly. So you're turning down three first-round picks and a second-round pick in 2024 for Aiden Hutchinson. He better be worth it. That 2024 second is obsolete. I don't obsolete. like it. I don't like that we're including this year's third. And uh, that 118 is something that stands out about it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> He's like, that's a cursed number. It's like a David Ojabo number or something. A David Ojabo number. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know who. I mean, at 15, 18, I feel like we'd fall back and we'd get like probably, we'd probably get like Devin Lloyd and probably a good receiver, right? Um, get to stir up the linebacker in a receiver spot. And with 32 and 34, um, get an edge rusher and maybe like a safety or something. Um, but ultimately, I'm not going to try to trade out of the top 10 this year. Like, I want to have a top 10 pick this year. If this would have been like the 10th and the 18th pick and everything else included, I would do that. But those five picks from 10 to 15, it's super nerve wracking to me. I also am not the biggest fan of this. This is probably the one that I've. I was super fringy on. This is, but I'm going to listen to my GM, Brad Holmes, over here. I'll follow his advice. Let's move on to, wait, what did Joey say? Did he say he's taking that deal? He's taking the Philly deal. Get Joey two times out here. Brad, listen. All right, let's go to the next one. Whoever the gen Giants general manager is. That guy's a ring-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding. -a -ding -a -ding. Here we go. Let's see what he says. He says, Brad. All, I don't want that third-round pick that's been included in everything, all right? I want just the number two pick. That's it. And all you got to do is go back three picks. I will give you the fifth overall pick. I'll also give you our second-round pick, the 36th overall, and I'll give you next year's first-round draft pick. So you get two firsts, one this year, three spots back, and an extra second this year. So you got 32, 34, 36 as well as five, and next year's first-round pick. And all you got to do is give up two slash Aiden Hutchinson. Are you keeping Aiden Hutchinson, or are you taking the Giants deal, Brad? What do we say? This is just too much capital to pass over. I am taking the Giants deal. Um, we only had to move down a few spots, and we can still get a great player at five. You add 36 to the 32 and 34 we already got. That's enticing. And the Giants, who may very well be one of the worst teams in the league, could have the first overall pick next season, is giving us their first-round pick. Yes. Yes. I'll take it. Yes, New York. I'll take your first offer with the two first, the two top ten picks, and I'll take this one from your two. <laughs> I love it. He's like, where do I sign? Please. Me I hope the Giants are ringing the phone, man. I really do. <laughs> Dude, I hope so. If these trade, if these trade scenarios are any but realistic, which I got them. Oh, excuse me. If one of them come true, bro, bro, if one of them come true, we're cutting the segment out of which one came true, and we're posting it on our Twitter page because we are no Sadamuses. That's right, Nick Stradamus, I would like to call myself. <laughs> um, which, speaking of, my dad called the the freaking opening day. Uh, my, that's my brother right there. Hell yes, the Giants. Let's go. My dad, the Tigers were down 3 nothing, And my dad talks uh, the, this our fantasy group chat. And he's like, oh, Tigers are winning 5-4. Don't worry. <laughs> Lo and behold, they did. It was absolutely nuts. That's but anyways, I I also agree. I wouldn't have done this. Like, if it was next year's second round pick, I wouldn't have done it. Right? If it was 2024 first round pick, I wouldn't have done it. I agree. Yep. But because it's next year's first round pick and it's the Giants, who are just notorious. Right now, they're just 
I don't believe in Brian Dable, right? I don't think, well, at least in year one. Like, I actually really don't believe in him at all. But at least in year one, I don't think he's going to have this Giants team rocking and rolling. Like, I don't know where Saquon Barkley is in life. Kenny Galladay is their number one receiver. He didn't even catch a touchdown last year. Like, the defense is kind of coming together, but they also lost Jabril Peppers. They need help in the secondary. They're trying to trade up to get Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think it's going to make them that impactful. We would play them this year, and we would play Aiden Hutchinson. That'd be kind of fun. Um, the same with the Philly trade. But I'm also going to I'm gonna just jump right on board with you because I agree. We'll take Bro, this imagine. Time. Imagine. <coughs> the Lions, we expect them to be a middling average 8-9 win team next year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Imagine we go into next year's draft coming off an a 8-9 win improved season. With whatever we got in the draft, and and, and we add uh, the number one overall pick, a mid-round pick for our efforts and being an average team, and a, the Rams late-round pick because they're going to be good again. That's a pick in all areas of the first round next year. That's the so Lions true. are going to be a beast in 2025 if we pull something like that off. We're going to win Super Bowls, guaranteed. Guaranteed. I like it. That's how Philly works, man. That's how Howie Roseman does it. He, this, this year he's not trading up. He's trading like we obviously had a, a thing, but he's trading out. Yeah, he trades out. out. He doesn't want this draft. He wants next he's draft. Yeah. He's just securing picks. He's gonna come away next year. He's already got two still to go. He's gonna come away next year with like four or five first round picks, and we're gonna be looking at Philly like, damn. And that's what we could do with this second overall pick if Aiden falls to us. I think teams will be reaching out. Even if not, honestly, a lot of these teams could be trading up for like offense. Like the Giants could be trading yeah. up for Evan Neal if he falls. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. The, the Jets could be trading up. For to solidify, like you know, get Icky or uh, Evan. So a lot of like New Orleans who are about to go to next teaser. Um, they could be traded up for now. But for this scenario, Aiden Hutchinson's on the board. Icky got drafted first overall. The Saints are calling, and they said this: Listen, we need the number two overall pick because we need to get Aiden Hutchinson. It's going to be perfect for what we're trying to do. We don't even need your first third-round pick. We need the second third-round pick you have. Almost the 100th pick in the NFL, 97th overall. And we will give you the 16th pick, the 19th pick, our second-round pick, and next year's first-round pick. So next year's first-round pick, one more time, second round this year, and two first-rounds, 16 and 19, for the number two and the number 97 overall this year. Brad, what do you say? That is a lot of capital. That is similar in a lot of respects to the Giants offer. Minus we're moving down further in the first round. We're moving down further in the second round. And New Orleans might actually be good next season, unlike the Giants. So all those factors alone, I call their bluff and say no, unless they're willing to add more. He says no. So basically what we've learned here, is Julius has to have a top five pick. That is true. That's what we need. <laughs> I, I, need I, 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 I need another Panay Sewell this year. I need another cornerstone. That's what I need. I do. Just a bunch of fillers isn't going to get it done. It's too risky. You need a cornerstone. I like that. That was Trade Talks. I hope you guys had fun listening. Feel free to send us. Go on Twitter. Follow us at Honolulu Blues underscore. Follow me at Nick Favre NFL. Julius at the fifth top. Our buddy Adam at Everyday FFB who isn't here today. Send us your trade wants, trade questions, trade talks. We appreciate the heck of you guys coming and listening to us. I know I'm not as good a host as Adam. Next week he'll be back. 
We also want to have a surprise guest on next week. Um, I won't even say who it is, but it's a great guest. Um, any NF, any Detroit Lions fan will exactly know who he was. I got to meet him down at the Senior Bowl this year. Great times. I will not drop him. That's a teaser. Join us next week for a phenomenal show. Julius, anything to go out on? Go Lions. Go oh, and eat at Southside Grill. Eat at the Southside Grill. Hit that Southside Grill. Oh, shoot. I'm going to hit that right now. Actually, man, all that talk about Coney. Man, I'm going to get some Coney Island for sure. For sure. Go Lions, bro. Go Lions. Appreciate y'all listening. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Monday. Monday.